Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Tamara. Who am I? I am the host of Blah Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, turning your mess into a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. And so today's topic is the pandemic of a broken heart. And so before I go into my spill, do me a favor, visit me at my website at www.tamlovestowrite.com. It is there where you can connect to my social media, sign up for my newsletter, as well as check out the books written by me. And so I'm honored because my website is finally hosted on my own station, my own platform. So I own Tamara Designs and I have my own hosting platform. So I was excited to put my website on there and say that it is mine. <laughs> so, guys, I wanted to talk about something because we're at Women's History Month. And I was sitting down and I was thinking about something and I saw a quote and I wanted to open up my podcast with a quote that would hopefully help someone. Um, my whole mission and purpose, as you know, is to help you move forward. So if you hear a little paper Uh, I wrote it down and it is stated that suffering ceases to be suffering the moment you find why you have suffered. And I thought about the pandemic of heartbreak, right? And it's been going on for centuries from woman to woman to woman, but especially for the black and brown woman. We have dealt with not being accepted, not being pretty enough, being told that we are less than and that's due from slavery even till today. Yes, a lot of us are empowered and people empower us to see the beauty of us and the confidence of us and tell us about self-care and self-love. And those are all very valid. But the truth of the matter is that conversation that's on the outside sometimes doesn't reach the heart of us, especially after you've been through so many trials and tribulations with love and family and friendships and betrayal and all the things that have taken you to the brink of let me move into heartbreak hotel. Some of us have become so comfortable and I include myself with avoiding the pain that is inside of us. We don't want to tackle pain because when we tackle pain and we tackle getting in the ring to fight with that personal healing, it is uncomfortable. And the reason that it is uncomfortable because we want, at least some of us, we want the person that has hurt us to join in and help whoop ass. (laughs) I said it the way I said it, to help whoop ass against the things that they did against you. We want them to come in and join in our fight. And they are the one that whooped your ass by breaking your heart. I wish I could say it nicer, but I can't. It just ain't going to happen that way. But it's the truth. We want people to undo the people that hurt us to undo the heartbreak. And that is the pandemic of it. And we think about what happened in the last 24 months and we were isolated. 
And we were locked in and told, listen, shelter in so you won't get sick. And while we were locked in, we were looking out and we saw the rise of what a worldwide pandemic can do. Cause people to point fingers and say, well, if she would just wear her mask, which is true, right? It's the truth. If if that the police would just stop beating on us, on black and brown people, it's the truth. But the truth of the matter is nobody came to the solution. We dealt with the problem. We dealt with the crises, but we didn't deal with the solution. So we said vaccine, vaccine, vaccine up. And folks got vaccine up and then um, they got hit again. And that is the same thing with heartbreak. You said this time I'm going to love differently, but we do the same things and we repeat the same mistakes because we think that we're going to get a different result. That if we get a new mister, we're not going to get our hurt. We're not going to get hurt. We're not going to be, we're not going to be um, heartbroken because this time he the one. But we wasn't paying attention to the red flags. We weren't listening to the conversations that he said and the words that he said. And we say, let me stay. Let me stay because I can fix him versus fixing us. Some of us have gone into the same relationships and stayed and repeated them the same repeated the same mistakes with different people because we want them to be our antidote. We want them to heal what is broken in us so they become our elixir, our Mr. Fixer. And if you love girls, Miss Fixer. And then you find out that Mr. Elixir or Mrs. Elixir is not the is not the end of the crises. They might be the vaccine. They might put up some side effects, but they don't fix the problem that is inside of us. Because we don't understand why we continuously keep making the same mistakes and why we keep violating our boundaries. And the truth of the matter is, it's because we want to be loved. And we want to heal some inner traumas of our childhood, of the words that were not accepted. So we go and we run to the worst case scenario, even though it's even though it's painted in pretty gold and silver and big penises and tall and sweet talk. Some of us have been talked out of our our drawers and our panties, knowing good and damn well that that's not what we deserve. He just talking game. She just talking game. And some of us have set ourselves up for heartache. Not on purpose but wanting to be loved. And that is the pandemic of a broken heart. Because once our heart is broken, 
we start to practice this thing called social distancing. We decide that, listen, I I don't want love no more. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want a husband. And we cling on to things knowing good and daggone well, we need to let it go. And I'm talking about pain. I'm not talking about people. Some of us have healed, but we haven't healed to the point. There's a song, right? That Whitney Houston, I love it. It's called, Why Does, I, Why Does It Hurt So Bad? And she said, and I never had much drama since the day that we split, boy. My life has never been more. Um, I can't remember. Well, her, her life was settled. <laughs> her life was settled. <laughs> she didn't have no drama. She didn't have no trauma. But every time she saw him or every time his name was mentioned in the song, she started to cry and it started to hurt. Because that person is the reminder of our suffering. And that person is the reason we want to understand the why. And we want them, not us, we want them to tell us why I wasn't good enough. Obviously, you're not, the, you're not their type. But more than anything, I think the only way that we can heal is to change us. The suffering of a broken heart and the pandemic of our broken heart is to cease relying on that person to fix what ails us. That's our responsibility. A lot of us will heal before we ever get the apology. And that's real talk. A lot of us are going to not understand, never get the sorry. Because some of us stay stuck in the broken heart and stay in our pandemic because we just want them to apologize. And I'm just speaking for myself. Hands down, I feel like I deserve a thousand apologies. I'm just me, and I'm going to say it like I say it. Because I showed up. And maybe not to the to the way that that person or these individuals wanted, but I showed up. That I love from a place of actual and genuine love and authentic love. And sometimes it's okay to say I'm pissed off about it. It's okay to say that. And I want every listener who has ever endured heartbreak to say, my pain is valid. And your pain, and and so I will never, ever take away the fact that your pain is valid. It is 125% valid. But we have to move on. Some of us may have to move from the place that hurt us. There's a statement that I, I believe in, and, I, and it's more and more becoming evident. We can't stay in the we can't stay in the same place that has hurt us. We can't heal in the same place that has caused us pain. My uncle Khaled was a HIV and drug counselor, and the first thing that he would say to people coming into his program, so I would always go to some of his meetings, and he would say. To that person, you might need to move from that house. Go put yourself in a shelter. He would be real. Go put yourself in a shelter. And heal. 
Not everybody has the same strengths to walk away from what hurt them and be in the same place. That might not be your strength. And that's okay. Your strength to heal, to say, listen, this is not working for me. This hurts. I got to work away. I've had friends say, listen, I had to walk away from the family. I had to walk away from the cousins and them. I had to totally cut myself off because I'm not healing. Even though my life is good and even though I got the things that I pray for, when I come around this individual and his family, there's constant reminders of him. And in order for me to heal and stay whole, I need not see them again. And if that is what works for you, then do that. If the other side of healing is saying, I need to have the hard conversation and writing that text and writing that letter and then blocking them, can do that because that person is not going to give you what you need they're not going to ever apologize and I don't know if your heart is ready to hear the hard truth of the things that weren't said and the things that weren't done that's for you to deal with ownership is a mother And a lot of people would rather run to the next chick or the next dude or alcohol, and in my case, work, to say that this pain is too much to bear. I empower each and every listener that is on my podcast to break out of your pandemic. And the way that you do that is you have to live today. And I'm not talking about live, like get up, like you're not getting out of bed. I'm not talking about that. Because here's the thing, and this is real talk and real truth, because I know, because I'm doing it. In the very beginning of everything that happened, it wasn't a day that I didn't miss work. I didn't miss not one day. As a matter of fact, I piled on work. It wasn't a day that I, I, it wasn't a day that I didn't go to work. I worked seven days a week. I still do. But when I came home at night, in order not to cry, I would add on more work. I started writing. I was writing two books at one time. I was doing graphic design. Anybody that asked me to do a project, I did it. Because I thought, well, this is how you heal. And then one day, all the projects didn't come. Right? And it was like kind of like a drought. And I was like, let me write some more. Let me do this. And I was like, anybody need work? I'll do a free flyer. (laughs) And someone said to me recently, you're killing your heart. I used to, when I was dealing with breast cancer, I met a doctor. And this doctor says the most powerful thing. He said, there's three types of patients. There are the patients that want to live and say, give me everything you got so that I can fight this fight with cancer. And then you have the patient who says, I'm tired because they've dealt with several bouts of cancer and they are at the end of the road and they say, I just don't want to fight anymore. Let me be. And then there's the person that already comes in dead. Mentally, physically, and spiritually. 
And they make the conscious and clear decision that I don't want to do this. I'm not coming to doctor's appointments. I know I got it. Thank you for telling me. But I want to die. And, and, and the question that I want to ask each and every listener is what, how are you going to fix your heart? I'm not telling you to run out with a mister or a sister, whoever you choose to love. What I'm telling you is make a choice. If it hurts too much to be around certain things and certain people, then move. You might not be able to move right now because the way finances and inflation is set up, it might not work. But you don't have to accept the calls. You don't have to be around things that remind you of him because that is your personal healing. And stop letting people tell you how to heal. Let me say that again. I need y'all to stop tell, having your friends and your family and your cousins and them tell you how to heal. Well, just go get you a new man so you can go and go through the same process again of pain. In order to cease your suffering, in order to end the pandemic of heartbreak, is to discover you, to understand why you went that way, why you accepted the things that you knew you could not change. That's your responsibility. That is your responsibility because if you are relying on the mister or the sister that beat up your heart, who lied and betrayed on you, I promise you that you are setting yourself up for major failure. And I speak from what I know. I'm never going to tell you something that I haven't been through. The person that usually, and this is real talk, the person that has hurt you the most is living their lives. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people who have been through a terrible relationship and they said that person has moved on and got married and and lived their best life and they're sitting there still fuming about the pain that that person has caused because they are afraid to move. Somebody said to me the other day to stop suffering. Your story, and I'm telling each and every listener, your story is not the sorrow that that person has caused. Take take the power away from them. Take the power away from them. I'm not telling you to run out and date, but I'm telling you to like and love yourself again. I'm not telling you to go and sleep with every John that got a big penis, but I'm telling you to enjoy your life. I'm telling you this because they're not going to recover your heart. It's not in them. (laughs) They wouldn't have broke your heart in the first place. So you have to recover you. And it's not easy. And it's not on my process. It's not on your cousins and them process. It's not on mama and daddy and grandma and all of them process. It is on yours. It is in your time and on your process. Because the way I process pain, somebody does not process pain the same way as I do. But what I'm telling you is to start to deal with it. Start to find out your why. This thing is hitting you the way it's hitting you so you can cease it. So you can break every chain that is bounding you to that individual, to the story, and to the pain. Rewrite your chapters. Don't give them the permission to hold on and 
and think that that's all you are. Someone said to me, "You are more than work. Have fun, guys. You are more than work. You are more than alcohol. You are more than drugs. You are more than anything that you are trying to numb your pain. Numbing it doesn't make it go away. Facing it does." I'm going to say that again. Numbing it does not stop the pain. I don't care who you are. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care who, what they say and what your family says and, and therapist says. You can't numb pain. You got to face that. You got to come head in head in the ring in the middle with Mr. Pain. And you got to tie up your hair. And you got to put on your Vaseline. And you got to put on your shorts and your sneakers and your shirt. Your raggedy shirt, not your good shirt, but your raggedy shirt. And you got to go and you got to get in that ring and you got to fight and have that big, big blowout with that pain. You're going to have to face some hard truths. Because what is happening is you're social distancing yourself. Let me say that again. You're social distancing yourself from loving again. From liking again, from having good friendships, from enjoying your life to the fullest. And it's unfair. And you're so much worthier than that. Don't be that story. Stop waiting for the person that hurt you and the people that hurt you to heal you. I don't care if it's your children. I don't care if it's your cousins and them. I don't care who it is. That dude or that chick. Stop waiting for them because I promise you. And this is the one thing for certain and two things for sure. People going to live their lives. They're going to move forward. And they're not going to hold back for you. Because they hurt you. And that's down to your children. That's down to your family. They are not going to stop your heart because you sitting home crying and pouting about Mr. or Sister who hurt you? And we'll be like, oh well, too bad, too sad. Listen, girl, get over that. Boy, get over that. Go get you some dick. <laughs> Somebody said that to me, so it's relevant. <laughs> that was like, girl, get you some dick and heal. Or get you a rose. You get it on Amazon.com. <laughs> but someone will tell you that. Girl, get over that story. You still stuck on that? That's how people think and that's how people are. And I know that we don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. You will not cease your suffering in the pandemic of your heartbreak if you keep not dealing with the pain. Cry if you must. Scream if you must. Hit a punching bag if you must. Go to your therapist if you must. But what I what you can't do and what you shouldn't do is not go forward. Our ancestors, our moms, some of our grandmothers and great-grandmothers and aunties are still stuck on that story. They're still stuck in Heartbreak Hotel because they're, they're just so angry. And I get it. I get it. More than people know. I don't come on this podcast to tell you what I don't know. 
But what I do know is that you can sit hiding. You can work until you to your knuckles bleed. You can run and go do whatever alcohol or food or cupcakes and cookies. Or you can social distance yourself from everything that's willing and ready to love you. But I promise it won't heal that heart of yours. That's the pandemic. As I, you know, in this podcast today, I always tell you to be kind to yourself. But I want you to not only just be kind to yourself, but I want you to also end your suffering. I want you to stop being in the center of your pain because of what other people have done to you. You can't change them. I'm the person that wants to change people. But you can't. I'm the person that wants that person. I, I, For me, I need to hear the apology. And I ain't heard it yet. But it, with the apology, I won't change behavior. But that, I, that ain't happened yet. So what I'm telling you is... Stop doing that to yourself, please. Life goes on. No matter how short or how crazy or whatever. Fulfill your moment. Live, love, and laugh. You may have to get up out that get out that space. You may have to give up that apartment because if you can find one, if you got your taxes, you can go and get you a new apartment. It's okay. You can take make that the Payland A. <laughs> if it's if it's going to therapy if it's releasing them by burning every picture in that house don't burn the house down, burn the pictures go outside, get your field, go to the open field don't go try to burn your house down now because I don't want you to say Tamara told you that if it's burying some things not you, but burying that the, the, the letters and burying the words that they said and the promises they made. Put that as nail and void. But I don't want you to be, I don't want y'all to be me. Fuck it. I just have to say it the way I say it. I don't want y'all to be me. And even I work and do it. And it is not easy. I don't want y'all to be me. Find your happy. For you. That person is never, ever, ever, ever brave enough to give you the apology that you deserve. But what I know for sure is you deserve to heal. You deserve to be happy at a level that you may never understand that. I don't know if a mister or a sister is out there for you. I don't know. Hell, I definitely, because I don't know about you, because I don't know about me. But what I, one thing for certain and two things is for sure. There's so much lot more life out there. Go out and date. Go out and laugh. Take you on a date. Hell, go on vacation by yourself, but stop suffering. When you're ready. Because I can't tell you when to be ready, but when you're ready. So, guys, listen, I didn't got all teary-eyed on this podcast, but I want to thank you so much for listening. 
I hope every day that I do this and I'm going to be bringing in some experts. I actually am waiting for a response back from a betrayal trauma specialist who is actually a licensed therapist and she talks about getting over betrayal and steps and coping mechanisms. So I told you my story, but I want to make sure that when I follow up with this whole healing thing, <laughs> that I bring in experts, somebody who knows what they're talking about, right? I just know the story. But now I want to bring in the antidote, the real antidote. So guys, listen, be kind to yourself. Discover what's hurting you. And understand your why. Secondly, be kind. Be kind to others. Lastly, and most importantly, support a local business or a local author. Buy a book. Gift a book. So I said that when you came to the end of this podcast, if you come to the 29 minutes and 11 seconds that I have, that if you listen to the entire podcast, send me your email. Whether you send it to me on social media or you reach out to me on my contact form or check it out, cousin Tam loves to write at gmail.com and you email me, you will get your free copy. You can either ask for an ebook because I bought ebooks on hand, or you can get a paperback signed by me. Let me know, let me know. Maybe a, a little gift. It may be a little gift, a little gift. I don't know. It might be a little gift card up in there. I like surprising people. I love y'all to life. And that every purpose of me being on this podcast is to help you heal. I don't want you crying anymore. I don't want you hiding in your room. I don't want you suffering. Know that my very true intentions is that no woman has to sit suffering in the pandemic of a broken heart. So guys, thank you so much for listening. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.